Hi, everybody. This is Neil Ross, the voice of Shipwreck. I want to remind you, you're listening to What's on Joe Mind. Stay tuned. Hey, Justin, this is your old pal Shipwreck. I just wanted to remind you, in case you've forgotten, that the New York Giants defeated the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 46 by a score of 21-17. to 17. Don't feel bad. It was close. I think if they'd had better pitching, they probably would have won. But it just wasn't in the cards, old pal. See ya. <laughs> Welcome to episode, what are we, 104 of What's On Joe Mind. We're a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary, and let's just put it, say it all at once. Mike, Joe, and Justin, say hello. 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 What's up, fellas? What's up, gal? Eh? Doing good. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> Not all at once. Don't give me all this excitement. It's, it's tough to edit this out. We are all in the final real-life countdown for JoeCon, which means we're all trying to get work tied up, and we're all a mess. Uh, once again, it's three out of four of us. I have no idea what you're talking about. Three out of four of us going to JoeCon, once again. I was hoping we had the full cast there this year for the first time, but no. It's all right. If you backdate it, it was the four of us last year. There you go. That doesn't count like a footnote we might just have to take what we can get at this point that may have to be that is a like a fun trivia fact that will that they'll put on the the uh, the what's on joe mine dixie cups 20 years from now wow the dixie cups wow does everyone remember those i'm not hearing justin so i'm thinking he's blanking out on those right dixie cups joe you know what you're talking about the dixie cups the red cups no those are solo cups i mean i know dixie cups are like pseudo paper cups that have like that clear weird material on the outside i don't know what those are and branded dixie cups are if i remember right your parents would buy these and they would put a little dispenser in your bathroom and they would get the Dixie cups and load them into the dispenser. And then when you go in there and brush your teeth or you needed a drink of water, you take one of these disposable cups. That's what you would use. I can't remember everything, but they, they did have one that had weird facts on it or did you know stuff. And I remember these back way back in the day. Mike is digging into long, long nostalgia on that one. Yeah, there was a time when these were a big deal in the 80s before we all woke up and recognized this is a really terrible waste of paper. Uh, and, and so they were there would be licensed character Dixie Cups and things like that. So it was just for whatever reason that's what popped into my head. I remember the ones in the dentist's office with flowers. They're exactly like that, except they have like little facts and they'd be maybe even a little comic on there depending on what's going on. I'm pretty sure there was some Joe Dixie Cups back in the end. Am I thinking wrong? I know there was definitely Star Wars. I would think Star Wars was a definite. I don't think Joe ever quite got to be that huge. Because they didn't do a whole lot. Like it was, it was the big boys. It was Superman and Mickey Mouse and 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 those evergreen icons like that. So the the fly by night new kids of the eighties, like like GI Joe and Transformers, they did not get Dixie cups. But they did get the birthday cups, though. Yeah. Well, this opening segment of pointless eighties blather was brought to you by Avax Lab. Is it AVAX Lab or AVAC Slab? We don't know. We don't ask questions. But what we do know is. That's some damn fine quality plastic goods for your toys 
right there at AVAX Lab. Visit Kobe Brown and his band of renown at AVAXLab.com. And if your last name is Brown, no matter who you are, Mike is giving you a band. You have a band of renown. So, episode 104, that means we're looking at the Joes of 2004. That's right, the Joes and Vehicles of 2004. Everyone get Yojo up so you're ready, set, Joe. go. Justin, you're up. <laughs> you didn't even give me time, dude. <laughs> Joe. Yo, Joe? Is Joe going first, or am I going? No, Justin's the leadoff batter. Yeah, she just screwed this segment up last time, so I had to be nasty to her. <laughs> well, I know people really hate the new sculpt era. It was a great year. It was year. a really good year. There was a lot of product. There was a lot of really cool product. It was actually pretty tough for me to try to figure out exactly which you know which figure was my overall favorite just they had some terrific toys r us you know classic o-ring exclusives i mean they had that cobra trooper six pack that was unbelievable it was really really crazy and i wanted to pick you know a true new sculpt figure to kind of break away from the mold a little bit but uh, ultimately i had to stick with one of the o-ring figures and i went with the cobra strike team night creeper it was a Toys R Us exclusive in kind of that urban division paint scheme with really cool, intricate camouflage. And uh, I really liked that six-pack altogether. And that Cobra Night Creeper was among the best of the bunch. But uh, he was a pretty close favorite among a lot of really great figures from 2004. I mean, there were some of the Valor versus Venom figures were really fantastic. Hasbro was just starting to really get their legs under them as far as design goes. And, you know, that was around this, you know, it was that year they brought us the great, you know, Valor versus Venom, Dr. Mindbender and his lab coat. They gave us that really awesome storm shadow with the dragons that wrapped around his legs. You know, the first version was the butt plug version, which wasn't so good, but then they uh, improved that for a later version, also released in 2004. So that was an excellent figure as well a lot of good stuff and just looking through the the year of 2004 i just can't help but smile a little bit you know we've been so used to this whole 25th anniversary nostalgia marathon that we kind of forgot that in those 2000s you know whether or not you like what they did they were doing lots of new really cool new stuff and just looking through those figures and seeing some of those new designs is pretty awesome so um you know, I think that Night Creeper ultimately wins out, but there was a bunch of other stuff that was that made it a very, very tight race. All right, Joe. So uh, Justin mentioned the one that I was going to pick, was, which is Dr. Mindbender, version 5. I liked his head sculpt. He looks really good, very tight. I kind of wish that the jacket was removable, but it looks cool. I liked it. So that was my pick. My my second one was going to be Sergeant, uh, was a Stalker. This is the comic pack yeah, one? Yeah, the comic pack one. Version 5, okay. And then also the the Blue Baroness in the three-pack, which I liked. Had the removable glasses. Yeah. Those were awful. <laughs> that was not the most illustrious beginning to the comic book theme. No. But uh, the, those comic packs ended up being really, really awesome down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was just cool that they tried it, I thought. I remember being pretty geeked out about it, thinking, well, that looks a little corny, but that's pretty cool. Her shoulders were enormous, but I kind of liked it. Like, yes, hey, trunk and head football player. <laughs> don't, let's not poke fingers at the Baroness because she's a little man. Hey, there are a lot more worse figures from this particular year as well. I mean, let's look at bright yellow Neo Viper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out, go out and defend bright yellow Neo Viper. The, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're like not. Like Hello Larry. Well, Hello Larry. <laughs> All right, now when you mention Hello Larry, i got to like it. Damn it. It, it's so bad, it kind of comes out good on the other side. I don't know about that. No, I really don't. I don't know. I tried. I yeah, tried. Yellow, I'm all for bright colors, but even yellow Neo Viper is a little bit much, even for me. 
Did he come with a vehicle? Yes, yeah. the battle yeah. hornet. The battle. The, the, yeah, the bright battle hornet as well. Yes. Horrible as well. <laughs> Maybe the worst G.I. Joe product ever. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, Battle Hornet's tough. Battle Blitz is there. I know we talked about that one last time. Battle Hornet is is a is a contender. Okay, Mike, what's your figure? I'm going with. Uh... Hmm. Well, I don't know. Hmm. 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 Well, I don't know. Hmm. 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 Well, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Like the Sand Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> no, not going Sand Scorpion. I'm going with Gung Ho version 13 there with the with the vest. Good call. Uh, had the removable hat. You know, there was nothing super about this, but I, what I fi- thought at the time was this is finally a Gung Ho redesign that works for an iconic character like Gung Ho. Gung Ho has kind of fallen by the wayside in recent years, but 2004 he was one of the main five or six guys. Whatever promotional material they had. You know, he was always in the – kept coming back. So we know Gung Ho was, was important and, and, and had recognition and things like that. And this was really the first time that he was both distinctive and kind of generic enough to hang around. You know, it, Duke kind of has that quality if you look at him. He fits in because he's very soldier-looking. He, he's kind of the opposite of Snake Eyes that way. And so this was kind of a, a very basic kind of gung-ho that was just going to work all the time. We haven't done it since, and, and I, I wish they would go back to this take on the character, because while the, the 80s one is fantastic, I'm not taking away from, and especially the figure that came out this past year, is, is an amazing figure. But the village people look is, is kind of got to go, and I think it's holding gung-ho back as a character. It's keeping him from being used again in, in future incarnations of the brand. So I kind of wish they'd go back to this one. So that would be my pick there. The Zorana that he came with was great, too. Yeah, he looks properly proportioned, wide at the shoulders, as you would expect someone as strong as Gung-Ho to be. It is one of the better overall Gung-Ho figures that we've seen, including what we just recently got in the Toys R Us releases. All right. That leaves you, man. Yep. You left that dangling for a segue. A lot of interesting figures came out this year. We got Dr. Link Talbot, the fighting vet. (laughs) I think they kind of wanted him to be like the new Big Lob. We got Big Lob later, but very weird. A new IT guy, Hard Drive. We got our second Jinx that year. We got some figures with gimmicks. We had the electric eel with the light-up feature. I was also a big fan of Ghost Bear and how he was related to Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. And on that note, I'm just going to pick Quinn. That was a big deal. When they first showed that at JoeCon and said, hey, you're finally going to get a Quinn, albeit Arctic Quinn, it was pretty big. And it received an equally, I think, as big reaction from the crowd as much applause. We've been asking for Quinn for a long time. Finally got him. Now, we had to wait another decade or so to get Quinn done in jungle fatigues, but that's fine. This was a good way to lead it off. All those comic packs were awesome. I always remember looking forward to all the comic packs, except the Devils do one. <laughs> but Quinn you love was, it, you know it. <laughs> Quinn continues to be my favorite from this particular year. Tracker Quinn, as he goes by. I don't know why they just couldn't use Quinn, but Tracker Quinn. And now is in a three-pack with Martial Arts Contest Scarlet, Arctic Snake Eyes, and Tracker Quinn. Green pants, snake eyes. I am giving honorable mention to the entire G.I. Joe convention exclusive set. Oh, 
the dreadheads. <laughs> I wanted to say, despite the year being really good with figures, this is like the first time the concept, in my opinion, the concept has been worse than what came out retail. I know you disagree, but you're just wrong. I took the Battle Hornet guy, the uh, the, the the yellow Neo Viper, as, as a joke. He did not come out the other side. But this, as a set, this is just corny enough for me that I, I love it. It's so terrible that it actually comes out the other side as good, and, and that one I'm not going back on. Do you like Zanzibar with the real hair? That I do. I comb it nightly. Nice. <laughs> I want to echo Justin, too. On Another big thing that came out of the Jokon that year was Army building the Cobra Infantry Forces six-pack and the fact that you had a red-masked trooper, which was kind of your homage to yep. Scarface. Yep. And then you had multi-races in the, the rest of the pack. So you had yep. white, tan, darker, very cool. I remember I couldn't buy enough of those things. Oh, yeah. They're great. Now, I didn't like necessarily the gun that came with all of them because I thought it was nope. just big and overbearing. Yeah, the, the, what was it? The, the Saw Viper vac- backpack was a yeah. lot, too. Yeah, and the Rock Viper machine. That's what gun. we have Marauder for you. I went ahead and augmented all those with Marauder gear. Exactly. And one of the other figures that's worth a mention was the Night Force Toys R Us exclusive and Action Man. Yes. That was kind of a yep. big deal as well. I will say for that, that uh, infantry six-pack, I'm not sure Hasbro has ever really replicated the perfection of that particular set. I mean, I do agree the accessories were obviously an issue, but the fact that they had new heads, they had that Scarface homage, they had, uh, like you said, the, the the additions of the different races and stuff, that was like the perfect mix of vintage parts and new parts. Um, the figures really well put together, very nicely articulated, easy to army build. That was like a perfect storm of, of really cool stuff that Hasbro did there. All right, Justin, favorite vehicles. This one's battle a Hornet. little bit tougher. <laughs> yeah. uh, not the Battle Hornet. Yeah. Um, battle but, Hornet. <laughs> this was a kind of an interesting year because they it was leading up to what I think, you know, obviously the best year for me for New Sculpt Vehicles was 2005, even though there wasn't a lot of them. That was when we really got, you know, the Rhino and the ROCC and the Night Ops Humvee or whatever. So this year was, it wasn't bad. You could kind of see the transition happening. The vehicles were getting a little bit more streamlined, a little bit nicer looking. Um, They still had some of their issues, but ultimately for 2004, I was really tempted to pick the Night Force Grizzly tank. Um, But I think if I remember right, I think I picked the Patriot Grizzly for 2003. So I think I feel like that's kind of cheating. So I'm going to go with a Thunderwing jet instead and and choose that one, which cool. was another. The, the vehicle was a little bit soft, a little bit blocky, not quite as angular as it might be in real life, but it had the really cool action feature with the firing weapons and the little handle that flipped down, and it was just a really fun toy to play with. It had some sound effects too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was it was just one of those things that had a really nice mix of fun sound effects, fun play features, and it looked pretty cool, too. It wasn't perfect, but it looked pretty cool, so I think that one wins the prize. It's kind of a shrunk-down version of the F-22. It worked. Yes. It worked. Joe, how about you? So, I'm going to go with the Ice Saber. That's not bad at all. I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh, surprise, huh? No. I'm just glad you mentioned it. You generally do display an amazing lack of taste, so yes, this is (laughs) quite quite the shot. That's why we get along. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Uh, so the Ice Saber came with Frostbite in yes. 2004, right? Yeah, so I don't know. I really liked it. That's a pretty cool play feature. So that the pop-up. The guns. Yeah, the guns in the back. Yeah. The turret. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty cool play feature. Yeah, yeah. The Ice Saber was neat. And the the, uh, the pivotal skis in the front. So they weren't just straight. You could move them around and, yeah, I like them. Plus, I'm from Canada, so anything to deal with snow, I, I pick that. 
Mike? I went with the Piranha Attack Boat. Good choice. Kind of forgotten in that, uh, you know, most of these vehicles saw a second life somewhere along the line. We never really saw the Piranha Attack Boat again, and it had that cool, uh, whatever you want to call him, shipwreck cutter, what you know, what have you. He was shipwrecked with magical red hair. So I always tended to think of him as, as more of a cutter kind of figure, but kind of an update on the old Vietnam era gunboats there with, uh, with the, the, the triple machine guns up front, the open cab. Not really a heavy assault vehicle by any stretch, but kind of an, an insertion or extraction kind of vehicle is, is how I used to think of it. Just a, a nice piece. There really wasn't much like it before. You know, the Devilfish was kind of for a different purpose. It was wouldn't wouldn't do the same things as the Piranha would, and, and, and they really haven't done anything like that since. I agree with Pick there, and also Shipwreck. I think he looked pretty sharp, the camo pattern that he received. I think when you put the hat on him, give him a weapon... I think he actually looks pretty good as vehicle drivers go. Yeah, the design was neat. His construction was a little wonky, but it, again, he's mostly sitting in a boat, so I, I never had a problem with it too, too much. No. Again, this was a great year for vehicles. I want to give a couple of honorable mentions. Even though it's a horribly deformed version of it, but the Skysweeper jet I thought was a lot of fun based upon the stealth fighter. It had that additional like pod fighter that would drop from underneath it. And I think that's where you would, would put snake eyes in to infiltrate behind enemy lines. I thought that was pretty cool. The KBA Toys exclusive, the Operation Crimson Sabotage, pissed me mm-hmm. off to no end because then I got my red his tank after spending a crap load of money of to get it from the convention two years ago. <laughs> there were two years prior to this year. So Toys R Us came out with the vamp and the twin battle gun. I don't think we've seen the twin battle gun again. Probably the best thing the club came out that year in terms of the convention exclusive, I think the Tiger Ray Hydrofoil was pretty cool. And that thing still holds its value today. But all of those pretty cool things, I'm going to go back to something pretty simple. And that's the Jungle Strike Humvee. It just looked like your mm-hmm. standard issue infantry Humvee. And that was cool. I like that. I think that's what Joe should have had instead of all this futuristic stuff. So I was a big fan of the Jungle Strike Humvee. I would like to give my dishonorable mention to the mechs because I hate them. Oh, they weren't that bad. Yeah. I'm not a fan of mechs anyway, and those are kind of blocky, and they got done better a couple years later, so I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm not a fan. Justin gives them a pass because of Sigma-6. Generals Joe's reviews gave it an all-time low three and a half stars. What were the General Joe's reviews of the Ninja Lightning Cycles? Oh, jeez, I don't remember. I don't think I was actually even doing star ratings back then. I didn't start, I didn't start the actual star ratings until later, so... He hated them four stars. Oh, there we go. Every time you tell that joke, it gets funnier and funnier, Mike. That's why I kept trying to move on. There you go. There's our favorite Joes and vehicles from 2004. We're slowly catching up to the modern day here. What jokes do we have if we don't have the Justin's a dirty shill joke? (laughs) What jokes do we have? We don't have any. We don't think of new ones. That's true. Speaking of news. Hey, it's news time. Yay. News is sponsored by Kokomo Toys. It can be. Who invites you to sing along with them. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. First news item. IDW Publishing has released their ideas for their comic revolution. The comic combined universe has been revealed. Basically, if it's a toy franchise, it's all going to exist with one another. 
it sounds like they're, I don't know, I was reading the press materials, it almost sounds like they're trying to use this almost exclusively as a launching board for Mask. Okay. Why don't we send this over to our lead IDW correspondent, Justin Bell. You know it's going to be Justin. <laughs> well, as as I think he's the only one who reads the books, I, I don't have a lot of choices there. I read them, but I'm not going to read these. Get off my lawn. Just waiting for Justin to say <laughs> I'm waiting for you to get your butt hurt out of the way. But her. Yeah, there's a sound effect. <laughs> yeah, IDW did um, announce that the this revolution was coming later this year, and it's it encompasses essentially GI Joe, Transformers, Rom, Micronauts, and Mask, I believe, and Action Man too, as well. Basically, it's yeah, it's kind of creating this whole coalesced universe. But one thing that people I think are kind of misinterpreting a little bit is that this doesn't mean necessarily that these titles are all going to cross over nonstop all the time. I mean, they're just they're creating a joint universe like every other comic book publisher has, like Marvel and DC and et cetera, et cetera. Where if they want these guest stars to show up, they can. They don't have to all the time, and they're not just like Captain America doesn't show up in Daredevil every month. I don't think Rom and Transformers are going to show up in G.I. Joe every month. So it's just this initial five-issue limited series is going to kind of launch the whole thing. But the end result is just going to be a world where these characters can interact if the story dictates it. It doesn't necessarily mean you're sacrificing G.I. Joe stories for Transformers. So everybody like Gary, just calm your a little bit. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> well, did you hear that, Joe? I didn't say she was like you. I said, everybody like Gary, calm your... I don't have those body parts. There's only one person on the show that does. And they're glorious. (laughs) (laughs) That sound might stay in. Then I guess Gary needs to calm his moobs. I don't know. I don't have those either. Sure. Oh, can we have that as a soundbite? No. (laughs) You edit. He's going to edit the whole exchange out. Why don't we just call this... Transformers with five other boat anchors. Well, you're missing the point, though. I, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not missing the point. I see what they're doing. And the the benefit of this is, is we, we haven't even had an IDW G.I. Joe title for the past year. This is going to give us that. So, I mean, it's it's a new, G, new way to get G.I. Joe every month. It's not a bad thing. Well, at least they said they're going to keep the Hama line. Yeah, exactly. And that one will be untouched. So everybody like Gary, who's got their panties in a twist, can just read that one. And Hey, have you ever had your panties in a twist? I think you have a couple times, and you know it's painful. <laughs> Are they silk panties? Hello. <laughs> we're, the whole world goes silent. Everybody's like, hey, I know. I was like, wow. How do I answer? Sorry. I, I was just thinking, we're guys. We don't spend more than 2 or $3 on a pair of underwear, so no. Wow. All right. This explains it, a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a side of the double standard that we come out in favor of uh, in terms of our finances. James Cavanaugh spends less. <laughs> he doesn't wear any. That's right. Mando. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts on revolution, reignition, whatever the hell they're calling it? Whenever we're on some topic and somebody mentions James and start talking about Commando, it's just all out the window. So I just wanted to say I saw the picture. That was the first thing that I saw when they released this statement. I was like, it's a really busy universe. but They're trying to stick everything and the kitchen sink in this thing. Yeah, for five issues. Yeah. Just to see how it goes, I bet you. Well, no, I mean, it's it's going to, the, the universe is going to exist as one thing after that. That's just kind of the kickoff to it, I think. Right. And they can, um, what is it, like, uh, what did they say on it? Hold on. Show prep. 
Yeah, right. Shut up. Uh, so, like, Rom, he's not going to be in a comic all by himself. One of these days, like, Snake Eyes will show up and help out Rom. Like, really? All right. Oh. Yeah, really? I don't know. Do you, do you see, like I said, Daredevil showing up in outer space and helping Guardians of the Galaxy every month? No. Rom, was, Rom was a completely integrated part of the Marvel Universe for 20 years. So, And you, never, you didn't see all those other characters interacting all that often. So I think when the story dictates it, they'll... They may do something like that, but I don't think they're going to do it all the time. It's it's made for some awkward explanations because now the a lot of the characters that were backup characters in Rom have appeared in other stories in Marvel books. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you look, go back to the the Transformers series, they created some villains. Most notable was Circuit Breaker. Yep. Circuit Breaker has turned up in some other books. Yep. It's, it's kind of surprising kind of a, that IDW has actually referenced the Dire Wraiths, because the Dire Wraiths have become a pretty major alien race in the Marvel comics. I'm not sure exactly how IDW is going to manage that and swing that, but I guess we'll I mean, Mar- Marvel gets to keep everything they did with ROM when ROM was a toy was ROM. Mm-hmm. It was the whole line, one action figure, and so everything that was put together around it, you know, Marvel pretty well had carte blanche. They just had to make this, this one character the head of it all. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess maybe maybe the name is shared license. I doubt that they're going to look similar. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how that one shakes out. Same thing with Micronauts. There's there's a f- not many shared characters there. Like mo- most of the, for the most part, the Micronauts toy line put a couple characters in the Marvel book, but most of the ones that are recognized and and went past the first couple is- issues were Marvels and Marvels alone. I'll be kind of interested to see what elements of that they get to to share. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Honestly, I hope it's just done well. Yeah, uh, and that's the big thing, I think. Just I, IDW's done some good work on their Transformers books. Yep. I like the Hama book. As much as we might be kind of complaining, just imagine what some of the Transformers readers are going through. I mean, this More Than Meets the Eye book from Transformers is, has kind of birthed this religiously fanatic community of fans around that book that absolutely love it, and, and as well it should. It's a great book, but that title is essentially going back to number one. I mean, it's not a reboot, but for all intents and purposes, it's kind of seems to be potentially deviating from what it's doing now, and so those guys, understandably, are kind of freaking out a little bit. If not a reboot, then a, a reset. Maybe a little bit of retconning to work some of these other story elements in, and I, and I get that. It's it's just I don't know. Transformers history has always been a little bit more fluid. I'm not sure why they really care. They're the ones that if this even flops, they're still coming out smelling like roses. Yeah, but it's the idea. I mean the the way that James Roberts has been writing more than meets the eye. It's really really unique and different. It's not your typical Transformers story. Like he's injected a lot of character into the cast and it's really hard to explain the fact that it's a transformers comic is kind of a tertiary thing it's more character driven story driven and they just happen to be transforming robots it's so it's a little bit different than what folks that haven't been reading it since day one might be used to so i don't know how that format is going to change as they try to dovetail it with all these other brands that are now out there Mm. it's missing voltron this universe needs voltron (laughs) and street sharks Voltron, defender of the universe. What about Visionaries? Visionaries is going to be part of the cinematic universe. I don't know why I didn't get it. I thought Visionaries was part of this, but no. I'm just so confused on what universes and combinations and whatever anymore. Just, I'm getting old. Yep. I'm yep. getting cranky. Get off my lawn! Go eat some bran. <laughs> I pro- you know what? I might need to do that, but kids, get off my lawn. Off. <laughs> Next news off. item. Off. Off. <laughs> Next news item. 
Oh, old folks like crossword puzzles. Yes. You should be good old at this folks, one. Then. Old folks do. <laughs> Hasbro Pulse, the fan website for, for Hasbro Properties, has uh, put out a crossword puzzle that is featuring the names of the 18 Joes that we'll, we will see as the characters in this year's uh, exclusive retailer line. I'm presuming it's a TRU exclusive. We don't know yet, as Jokon hasn't happened and that hasn't been revealed to us. Well, I think they they did mention that in the Pulse article. All right. I just kind of skimmed it. I immediately started trying to plug in names. Toys R Us and Entertainment Earth. Damn it, Mike. Yeah. I, I got distracted by the proverbially shiny object. Man, what happened to the last guy that didn't do show prep? Oh. Hey. Know. I don't know. We stopped returning our calls. Anyways. There's a silence. Oh, Gary, you stepped on <laughs> Now you got to edit yourself out of that one. That's your own fault. Bleep, 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 bleep. I'm going to refrain from conjecting as to who I might think it would be in these uh, 18 blanks. Duke! We'll let you do this on your own time. Snake Eyes! <laughs> Scarlet! It's it's because it's all it's all going to come to a head in the next couple of days when they reveal that to us. So us spending an hour talking about who we think who whose names we think fit stiletto pretty pointless. We know that stiletto is there, obviously the uh, the winner of the fan poll. Yeah, I've, I've had to like step away from this whole thing because it's been driving me crazy. I was going to ask you if you if you clicked on the Facebook discussion because mine comes up no page found from the article on your General Joe's just saying. Oh yeah, you know what? I think the um. Post on that discussion group got deleted somehow. I don't know how that happened, but at any rate, we'll leave you to head over to Hasbro Pulse, check that out, get out your various Joe encyclopedias, and tr- start trying to plug in names that fit. Pulse.hasbro.com. Have some fun with that, and and we'll leave you to it rather than waste two hours of your time with what we think. When this came out, did everyone see when Kavanaugh posted? And he posted his entire spreadsheet. Oh my goodness, that was crazy. <laughs> Of every code name and how many letters each one was. He did it at like three in the morning. I'm like, good Lord, James. <laughs> I just want people to know this is the level of detail he keeps. Exactly. That sometimes make the book and sometimes don't. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> you think, um, oh, I'm a G.I. Joe fan. I'm going to make a book. But you don't realize like all this crazy shit. However organized you have things. This happened. Yeah, however organized you have things, you don't have things as organized as James Cavanaugh. You would think that of all people in this world that doesn't have any OCDs. No kidding. Especially with some of his creative manscaping type things he does. <laughs> Dude, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. He's very OCD when it comes to G.I. Joe and the detail it is. I mean, it's just fantastic. Fantastic. Come on now. Dude dyed his chest hair red and shaved a covert symbol in it. Got, got it. We're good. Come on now. <laughs> this is not a secret. This is in the public domain. He rode in my car on the way back with that costume and shaving. Leaving little dyed chest hairs in Gary's car for years. Just be glad it was this chest hair that he cut. Not yeah. Not- Sat next to Katie in the car seat. Oh, there might have been a cobra shaved somewhere else, too, but we didn't ask. James was not in the car seat. I was going to say, was he in the car seat? I was just waiting for someone to follow up on that, and I just want to get to it first. Next news item. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about this. Next news item. If anyone has any pictures of James Cavanaugh hair, send it to Joe. No, no, not that shit. I'm excited about the next <laughs> item. Leaked pictures of the San Diego Comic-Con G.I. Joe exclusives have been revealed on AC Woo! Toys. David Arenas posted them in Facebook uh, G.I. Joe discussion group. Looks like we're uh, back to the G.I. Joe Transformers theme. Ugh. Shut up, 
Scarlet's on there. Uh, Wait for reaction. I will punch you in the throat. Uh, looks yeah, like do it. Uh, <laughs> we've got Scarlet with a Rattler power glide and Zartan with a sound wave hiss. And now that we know Gary's reaction, we're going to kick this over to our uh, convention exclusive correspondent, Joe Colton. I'm so excited! <laughs> Joe's a little fired up. Justin Bell. <laughs> I think it's cool. I mean, I think there are, there are neat connection points between Transformers and G.I. Joe, and especially the Rattlers. It's colored in a way where if you just want to make it a Crimson Guard Rattler, just don't put the Autobot stickers on it, and you've got a little Crimson Rattler that's kind of neat. And I love that they're using the direct-to-consumer hiss. That's an awesome version of the hiss with Soundwave's little shoulder cannons for the gun turrets is really, really cool. The new Scarl looks pretty nice, too. So I think it's a I think it's great. It looks like a lot of fun. The rotating engines and, and wings. Come on. They've always had that. Yeah, Come on. Something. Let me have this. Here, here, let me say it one more time. Uh, that's good. I like that. We, have, we didn't we have, catch that the first time. So. That's the uh, the new Gary farting soundbite. Uh, <laughs> but uh you know it's I'd rather talk about that instead of this right now. Uh. Whether you like them thematically or not, I've always enjoyed these these sets. They at least take the time to put some thought in it, and they do them well. Hopefully, they're accessible enough that the folks who want to buy them can get them. The only ones of those I have, I have the one that they did with the with Jetfire as the Sky Striker from a couple years ago. That was pretty cool. I'll say that because at least it was a newly sculpted like mini jet thing that went on Jetfire's back. Yeah, there was some new new stuff in there, and there was that great Baroness figure and the Ravage statue, and Bludgeon was a nice wrinkle. Yeah, Bludgeon so was there, fun. There was some good stuff in that set, and that that's why I jumped on that one. Uh, the other ones I've left alone. I, I I don't you know I don't have the hundred and fifty bucks or whatever just to to throw at stuff. You know, it, it's cool. I'm not uh, I'm not dissing it, but uh, I'd rather just dedicate my resources elsewhere. As I said on Facebook, I'm not overwhelmed. It's good to see new product. But it's just like, man, when in doubt, just go right back to the crossover. Well, one more time. I wish there was a little bit more thinking outside the box. Would you have liked the Visionaries in G.I. Joe box? No, no. That's the wrong box to check. Hey, they could have gone worse. Last year's San Diego Comic-Con exclusives did do Transformer stuff, and it did all right. I don't want to offend anybody at Hasbro and says that it lacks creativity thinking or anything because it's pretty creative to try to envision that rattler as a transformer in that tank as Soundwave, but it just seems like we keep going back to that well over and over again so there i just ruined it for everybody next news item way to poop the bed on that one gary gary's a big old poopy head that's the next yeah, news item thanks <laughs> i like him okay next news item uh the official joe con guest list grew by one <laughs> This is funny. As uh, Adam Richards, he was already, has, already going to be there. Added to the official <laughs> guest list. <laughs> he was already going to be there. Why don't you add us as an official guest while you're at it? It's kind of like getting uh, getting your your golden ticket upgrade and then getting the super special double secret upgrade past that. Jeez. So it, it's official. Con attendee Adam Riches now walks on the other side of the velvet rope. No flash photography, please. Don't. <laughs> Anything else to add on that one? And this is by no means a, a slight to, to Mr. Riches. He does fine. Oh, no, not at all. Guy. We're, we're just having some fun with the fact. His artwork when he does stuff for the comics or his artwork on the FSS 
and he's done other artwork for other convention sets as well. When it comes to artists that we've talked to before, he's easily in the top five. Oh, yeah. He's done some great work. I mean, we've talked to Atkins and Mike Thompson, and we've talked to Gallant. Yep, that's all Gallant. Yeah, yep. Gallant yeah. We talked to Simon Go before. Easily, he's in that group of exclusive company. Have you guys had Feaster on? Mm-mm. No. Show prep. Hey, give me a break. <laughs> Were you on that episode? No. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the throat when I see you. Oh, you are not. Now, is everyone going to bring their fireflies and their spirits for burger to sign? Dude, I don't know if I have one to sign. I have a firefly, actually. Well, aren't we Aren't we special? This, what, what you want to do is... is hit him up for the show is what you want to do because he's ignoring my request. We'll get that. Speaking of hitting up people for the show, wasn't one of us at a convention with a former actor of a former G.I. Joe movie? Yes. Okay, just asking. We can talk about that after. Just mm-hmm. asking. Okay. I'm thinking All if right. there was good news, we'd know it. Yeah. Mm. You know, he did remember me from uh, another show that I did. Yeah. Another show. They can get him on regular Joes, but can't get him on ours. Mm. I'm not mm. even- you're lucky that I got that. <laughs> His handler was like, oh, only if it's quick. They're like, okay. The finest presented him with a shirt and toque, or as you people call it, winter hat. You people? Are we like an American thing? What's yeah. wrong with winter you people. hat? I'm, you people? I'm a little offended at that, man. You, you people. Uh, that's it. I vote for Trump. That's it. I'm going to send do all that. you people home. You do that. <laughs> I still have my citizenship up there. You could uh, you could suffer with him. We're going to come send live in back. we're going to come live in your basement, Des. That's and then we're going to build a wall. <laughs> you can build a wall, are you? Yeah. Basement. We're going to build a wall cuz all those people from Winnipeg are just too damn close. Winnipeg is not close to Toronto. <laughs> no, but Winnipeg's pretty close to the border. But those not there's nice folks in Winnipeg. I've been there before. <laughs> I can't yeah. I even like have this conversation with you somewhere somewhere in here we jumped a rail <laughs> right when i mentioned trump but yeah to fill everybody in uh joe this past weekend uh, what was it called awesome con yes we know what con it wasn't called mike it was not called coil con there you go so joe was off at not coil con this weekend and got to meet ray park and then you know God forbid we get to talk to Ray Park on our program or anything. Hey, if you come to a con with me, maybe you can meet Ray Park too. Some of us have jobs. I have a job. Some, no, you don't. Yes, I do. You do charade. I have a car payment, a house payment, kid. Oh, Gary! Gary changed jobs again today. Gary's like a one percenter now. You got that's the guy you got to hit up. I cannot go to as many cons as you do. Gary's got uh, Gary's got protesters sitting in his living room. He's doing so well. Wow. Yeah, the Bernie folks are just right outside my door. That's right. I'm in that millionaire class now. Spread the wealth, buddy. Yeah. So what am I getting for Christmas? I don't know. Is everyone getting something from Christmas? Because that's what Bernie would want. I'm just saying it from the sound of the previous. God, I should have said that. Man, I should have bleeped myself out. From from the the sound of things, you're getting deported for Christmas. (laughs) I'm not getting deported. Just saying, that's just where we were going after the last bit. Well, wait a minute. If Trump becomes elected, he'll only be president-elect. He won't be actually in power president, so we can't send uh, all the illegals back anyways. Right. We'll have to wait till he's inaugurated. So it'll be more more of a Valentine's deporting. That'll, yeah, that'll so be, we'll be sending everyone back, and then we build the wall. That'll be sweet. Okay. It's wonderful. <laughs> next, next news item. And so, yeah, somehow uh, Joe getting deported by <laughs> President Trump 
is is what we pull from Adam Riches of added added to the show. <laughs> no idea what's going on. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Justin doesn't know what's going on because that's Bernie Sanders territory. That's right. It's true. And he's close to the Canadian border. That's that too. Isn't that French Canada? Does that count? No, he's close to the... Um... Is he close to the English-speaking portion? I thought it was closer to the French-speaking portion, which most Canadians tell me don't count. I'm closest to the French-speaking. Oh, are you? Oh. I'm closest to Montreal. See, and... Joe, know your country's geography. Come on, now. Come on, man! Montreal's English-speaking. Quebec City is the Francophones. I don't know. I've been to Montreal, and it was a lot of French. So, last time I went to Montreal, there was a lot of French, or maybe I was just too drunk to understand their English. Hey! I'm going to bet on that one. <laughs> Justin and his trash can doing the town upright. <laughs> Did uh, you meet a Canadian and have some tequila with her? <laughs> I'm, waiting for the, I'm waiting for the Democratic convention when, when Bernie Sanders and all of his supporters come over the hill riding their bears. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be somebody and, in the uh, front like blowing a little horn. No, it's the butthurt sound. Butthurt! <laughs> All these butthurt people coming. And it's a bear for everybody. It used to be 40 acres and a mule. It's now 40 acres and a bear. 40 acres. Got to get around the 40 acres somehow. <laughs> That's all I'm saying about that. There's nothing bad about having a bear. No. Well, other than the potential maulings. Anyway, Adam Riches is the joke on. It's a little unruly. It's not like it's a silverback gorilla or anything. <gasps> oh, don't start that discussion. Good Lord. What is going on here? <laughs> Talking Trump or talking Bernie Sanders or talking talking the gorilla? I was talking about Trump, the gorilla. By the time this thing gets posted in three years, nobody's going to know what the f*** you're talking about. (laughs) Watch your mouth. (laughs) Next news item. The custom class figure. If you're showing up early for the con, go into the custom class either Wednesday or Thursday morning. Ta-da, it's Bullet Man. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, I like it. The it's one downside to the fact that all the 12-inch fans are getting too old to travel to the con is we no longer have people like tipping their hands together in the cone shape and bowing to Dob anymore. <laughs> unfortunate. Because arthritis prevents the hands from getting too high. <laughs> they can't twist their fingers in the right shape anymore. Yeah. I say that with much sympathy because in about five years, arthritis will prevent me from doing the same thing. Arthritis or carpal tunnel, whatever. Yeah, definitely in, in our industry, it's going to be carpal tunnel first. I just thought they were all doing it at Joe Lanta now. No, probably. Yeah. Maybe. But anyways, it's Bullet Man. It's a little bit of a different take on the character. It's not a, uh, a straight up it's wow. a, a redo of, of what we saw back in the 70s. No Kavanaugh uh, Red Speedo. Yeah, no Kavanaugh Red Speedo. No Kavanaugh, no Kavanaugh stuffing sock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if he's going to stuff the sock, tell him this year, put it in the front, not the back. <laughs> Uh, I do like the head sculpt of this figure. It's just the super cheesy face that it's... <laughs> the whole thing is awful. This no, it's awesome. Punch him. It's awesome. No, John, he did awesome. He did awesome, John. So yes, jo- John Russell, head of the class, designed these custom parts himself. Joe is threatening him on air. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just bugging. He's just going to go to JoeCon and start punching everybody in the throat. And that's what the it advice like. I can give you is she's all talk. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I've been threatened by John Kermeens to be punched in the throat. He's much more threatening than you. I'm definitely not scared. Although I do feel sorry for John. He has to get rid of his Cobra motorcycle. How come? Don't know. Life changes, maybe. Maybe he outgrew the old motorcycle thing. I don't know. I, do you outgrow the motorcycle? I don't think one ever does. I don't know. You can put on some weight, but that's not the case there. 
No. Unless he had a crotch rocket. No, this is a cruiser. John is not a crotch rocket kind of guy. Can't even picture him on a crotch rocket. Hey, you never know. <laughs> John on a 600 Ninja. Yeah. Maybe if it turned into a helicopter. Seven. <laughs> or had a Gatling gun sidecar. Something like that, yeah. I always wondered as a kid the physics of the Gatling gun going off while you're driving that. A Gatling gun that big where you're driving the actual motorcycle. I believe it would send you flying off back and to the left. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure on the A-10, the pilot says that they actually lose airspeed when they squeeze the trigger on the cannon. Yes, yes. Um I would say that you could say that it would this would make the bike spin in backward circles, but frankly, the gun would fire and the bike would just fly off wildly into a random direction because that's how violent it would actually be. Yeah, physics in play. Yeah, not good with the physics there. Not not so much. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. When next time when we do what's on Joe Mind one on one physics. But what does the Gatling gun shoot bullets? And what is bullets Bullet Man? And a Bullet Man was awesome. So there you go. There's your segue. Oh, we dig Bullet Man. We dig Bullet Man. All hail Dob. <laughs> I'm bowing. It hurts, but I'm bowing. Oh, well, you know, arthritis. You should stretch first. <laughs> Not at my age. <laughs> Such a young whippersnapper over there. It'll catch up to you, and then we'll laugh. Joe's 53 years young, so. Yeah. <laughs> It'll catch up to you, and then your boobs are going to sag, and then we're going to laugh. <gasps> really? Yeah. All right. Well, that got I don't dark. Don't believe you, but okay. Okay, moving on. Next news item. Hey, gravity is a law. Next news item. <laughs> That's not on the list. Speak. <laughs> right. um, I don't see. I don't see Joe's boobs on the itinerary here. Where? I'm just saying that it, that it is a fascinating segue for the next news item. Yeah, you girls of the finest 2017 calendar. Speaking of Joe's boobs. Yes. Justin ready. beat me to it. Speaking of boobs, <laughs> this news brought months. to you by Girls of the Finest. 12 months of just my boobs. Um, okay, so <laughs> no, that's not what it is. Um, oh, yeah. You keep blessing me with sound bites, and that's why we love you. That's, oh. Yeah, that's going to be beautiful. That's a good one right there. 12 months of just my boobs. So yeah, Girls of the Finest 2017 calendar. Uh, we're going to be launching in the next few weeks. We're just waiting to hear back from the charity that we've chosen, uh, so I can't really announce it just yet. Boo. I'm sorry. They didn't get back to us. Boo. I can't make them do things. You're giving Um, them money, and you can't tell us who you're donating to. Well, not yet. Not yet. Well, last year, okay, so the last two years, we raised over $20,000 for Wounded Warrior Project and the USO. So now we're finding out that people are asking about it like basically every weekend at cons. So it's really nice to see that it's like an established yearly thing that we're doing So and that people expect it. Yeah, we, I actually had a couple guys uh, come up to me the last con at Awesome Con and asked if we still had trading cards from the first year's cal- calendar uh, campaign. It was kind of cool. Last year we at AwesomeCon, uh, we started taking donations and we raised four hundred, uh, almost four hundred dollars in donation. It was good. That's cool. So hopefully we will we will actually be selling uh, leftover calendars from last year at JoeCon and we're auctioning off the. We advise uh, you not to use those calendars though. Okay. Why? Because last year. Uh, oh, it's 2016. Sorry, it's the. They're last still good year. for half the year. You're selling 2015 calendars, right? 2016. 
Oh, just 2016. Okay, it's it's good for half the year yeah. then. We don't have any any 2015 left at all. Actually, people have been asking for. Oh, I missed the campaign. Can I get a 2015 calendar? I'm like, no. They're like, but I'm a collector. I get that, but it's a campaign. We only make a certain number. So <laughs> hit eBay, you tard. I'm sorry. Also, the year ends, and then we're on to the next year. Yeah, time's a law too. Time's a law. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> In the throat. In the throat. So, yeah, we will be announcing within the next uh, two weeks, um, and we'll be selling stuff at JoeCon, and we're also auctioning the 2016 calendar cover art that Robert Atkins did for us at the Saturday night auction. Very cool. Yeah, good deed. Joe, where can I go to learn more about the new calendar? The Girls of the Finest uh, Facebook page, and in a week or so, no, in two weeks, the Indiegogo, it'll be 2017 Girls of the Finest calendar. So that would be Facebook.com slash Girls, Girls of, the of the Finest. Yep. All one word. And this year we're focusing on vets with PTSD. Excellent. Mike, is that the news? No, we have one more news item. <laughs> ah, see? I'm reading the wrong updated script. Uh. Anyways, last news item for today, uh, a recent addition, as all of us found uh, a surprise in our mailboxes, except for Justin, because the Bear Post Office is, is closes early. Well, the train from the big city hasn't arrived with the mail yet. But uh, yes, Club Pythona has shown up, and our incentive figure for belonging to the G.I. Joe Collectors Club for 2016 has arrived. Gary hates it because it's Cobra Law. I will say, for what it is... They did a great job on it, all right? Yeah, it's really it's a great figure. My impression of it is, is real high. The headpiece with the removable little hair thing, is it really works. The cloak that they gave her is nice and big, so you can really make her look like she was in the cartoon with the long flowing robes and all that stuff. They, they sculpted the new head. They sculpted the new open hand. It's got the, the, the nails out so she can use her, her poison shredding things, however you want to describe that. Those hands are kind of sharp. Yeah. It's a quality piece of work. I'm 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 really impressed with with how well Pythona came off. Yes, even sculpted her pointy earrings. Yep. Justin, anything to add? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you son of Joe. a <laughs> Joe. Anything? Yeah, uh, they even went down into sculpting her toes, which is really cool. That's an existing sculpt, I think. Oh, really? It's existing tooling. Justin, the toes on Pythona, that's coming from an existing... Yes, I think it's Jinx's feet or something like that, yeah, I think. Wouldn't know for sure. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Would that be from the, uh, I don't know, it's not the Jinx from the FSS. No, like no, the San Diego yeah. Comic-Con. I was just looking at it. Oh, that's on another wall, okay. That's, I got it hanging on my wall here, so it's on another wall. I'll look later. Whatever you say, Justin, I believe you. You're the man. Damn right. So, uh, <laughs> and to pardon my gaffe at the beginning when I thought the news was over, I'm looking at one agenda that doesn't have it, and I'm looking at the other agenda, which Mike just posted right before the start of the show, and it doesn't have this item, so I feel justified now. Both the scripts are wrong. I told you that I never updated it. I rely on you. Just horrible showrunner. Horrible. Eh. Let's open this up for a real quick discussion. Because this, this is the last one we're going to get. This is the last incentive figure we're going to get. How does this one rank? And I know, Justin, it's tough for you since you don't have it. <laughs> 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 
Joe was going to punch you guys in the throat. Just for, just for Justin. <laughs> hey, don't send a woman to fight your fights, man. <laughs> That's progressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm equal opportunity here. She's. Uh... <laughs> All right. Back to my question. How does this particular figure fit in the Parthenon of incentive figures that we've been seeing since, I don't know, when the first one came out? That's 2003? How does this one rank? I, Am I allowed to have an opinion or I can't? Be- well, you know, I just send it around. I mean, just start with Justin. Go ahead and give me your opinion. How does this one rank? Or is there something better? Uh, I mean, I obviously I don't have her in hand yet, but I think she's got to be pretty high at the top of the list. I mean, she's a figure that people have been asking for since 1987, and it's been long thought that we just would have to deal with it. We would just never get a Pythona, and you know, the tooling didn't exist the right way. And the fact that they made it happen at all is pretty impressive. And from what I've seen on the pictures, they've done a pretty nice job of it, too, and, like Mike said, with all the newly sculpted parts, they really were able to accommodate the cool pattern on the uniform without uh, adding a whole lot of existing tooling to it. So as a highly desirable character and and the execution of the actual figure, she's pretty great. I mean, there's been a couple of years running where the club did a really nice job, you know, with Footloose and Dial Tone and not Iceberg so much. But I'm about to say, <laughs> I mentioned Iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> Footloose and Dial Tone are figures that we probably could have seen on store shelves from Hasbro. I would hazard a guess that Pythona would have never made it that far. So I think um, I'd put her pretty close to the top, if not at the very top. I'm going to agree with you there. I think when we say that only the club can deliver on certain things, I think you're right. You probably would have seen Footloose at some point, maybe maybe even Iceberg. You could have seen all those easily on the shelf, I, or I, at least I can picture them on the shelf. But I don't picture Pythona on the shelf because most people will be like, well, what, what the hell is that? And then you just have to say, oh, well, it's from a 35-year-old plus toy line from an even more obscure 30-year-old movie. Again, when we say that only the club is capable of doing certain figures, unfortunately, it's the end. But this fits in the wheelhouse. Maybe some stuff that you should be doing all along. Yep. I, in terms of execution, this 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 is probably the best they've done. Yeah, uh, I would put it right at the top of the list. It's not my favorite character. That that would be Footloose out of all the characters they've done. But as far as how well they pulled it off, this this might be the winner. Like like it's it Footloose is in the discussion. Dial Tone is is in the discussion a little bit. I think he he wasn't constructed quite as well as these other two ones were. And cross Country uh, is up there too. He was cross Country is up there. Arctic Mindbender was kind of creative. Yeah. Arctic <laughs> Mindbender was certainly creative. Uh, I mean, it just like Arctic Mindbender would be somebody would be a character that that's even more obscure than than Pythona, frankly. But and again, done really well. But uh, you know, I, Pythona may take the cake. Joe Colton, your thoughts. I like her. I agree with uh, the rest of you guys. If she's not the top, she's pretty up there. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a list, and we're not gonna make a list, I, I don't see any way that she would not be in there. I mean, clearly, Big Lob is the one. I mean, wait a minute. I mean, uh, no. Anyway, while we're thinking of all these figures, I was kind of going on YoJo, seeing if maybe they had a category of all the incentive figures. I don't know, maybe this is something on Justin's side or maybe something Justin can do, but put a separate category and we can see them all in one place at one time just by clicking on them. Otherwise, I have to click through the years to find the incentive figures. But yeah, I totally forgot about Big Lob. Completely worthless character in a worthless movie, but hey, at least we got Billy this year. You can put on some Kenny Rogers, though. And through the years, 
Don't make me go out and find the song and play it over you singing, please. I'm, I'm done because I don't know any other lyrics. All right. So that's that's all you're going to get out of me doing Kenny Rogers. i got to go dig 1981. It's probably when he sang it. Look, in fairness, I usually help you do that. It's no Hall and Oates. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing a Hall and Oates career retrospective. <laughs> we've tried once before and we just were told to stop we're not watching an interview to send into the madness of a Hall & Oates career retrospective no, no, although that would be crazy when did that ever happen next episode of What's On Your Mind 38 special <laughs> <laughs> hold on loosely <laughs> anyways, uh. that is the news Thank God. Next up, some mailbag. Mailbag's brought to you by... Adrian McCarthy. Adrian has two letters in this week's mailbag. This week, this episode's mailbag. Actually, mailbag is sponsored by All the Cool Stuff. You can find them at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. Providing the finest G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, Action Force, and all of your favorite toys across the pond in merry old England. Also sponsors of the upcoming Rollout Roll Call. Be sure to check them out. If you're in the neighborhood, if we, if you are one of our overseas fans, you owe it to yourself to check out Rollout Roll Call. Uh, moving to bigger digs this time around. They're going to be right outside of London, very close to the airport. So if you can get to Heathrow, you can get to the show. It's on the road outside of the airport. It's on Perimeter Road. Yeah. Tickets and rooms are still available. There's a new guest been announced, by the way. New guest? Yeah, Big Al's going to be there. Big Al Godso, special guest of the program. Big Al Godso returning. For his second rollout roll call. And he may have his son Gary in tow. We don't know. Unconfirmed. No one gives a shit about me. <laughs> Man, the prices to fly over there this year are ungodly. Yeah, it's, you're dealing with peak season. Oh, my God. The first time I went there, it was half the cost. Yeah, it's uh, normally we're dealing with wow. October, which is about the lowest time of year. Uh, my ticket last year... If, if I paid full for it, Grant, I get a little bit of help. I work for a travel agency, so I, I get some help on tickets with some airlines. But if I was just paying for it over the counter, it was in, in October, the same trip, $740. Yeah. Which is a great price, mind you, a, an absolutely fantastic price. I think that in that neighborhood is what I paid two years ago when I went last. Yeah. It was right around that neighborhood. It's It was double that. More than twice if I was going to go in, in July. So it, it made it uh, a little bit tough to do. And reset the schedule with everything else that I've got going on and with Joe Con being in the summer this year, unfortunately. Barring a last-minute lottery win, I am not going to make it four in a row. Double the price with no increase of amenities on the plane. I'm holding out for that last-minute lottery win. Uh, keep holding. If we pull in Mega Millions, I spent my dollar. So if, if we pull in Mega Millions, everybody clear out your schedule. We're going to roll out. Roll call. Woo-hoo. You flying all of us out there? Flying all of us out there. Justin, can you get time off work for that If one? I'm bringing in $280 million, <laughs> then yes, we're all going to roll out roll call. And we're going to fly first class, and we're going to leave Big Al back in coach, because that's what <laughs> celebrities do. <laughs> Hell no, Big Al would just talk his way into first. That's what he did last time. Now, there is nothing like flying business class. I just got to tell you that. It's we cannot awesome. stop Big Al. We cannot hope to contain Big Al. He walks up to the ticket agent, and she goes, here, sir, here's another seat for you. He probably saw me and you, and knowing that my dad was sitting in the middle, and she's probably thinking, oh, God, poor guy's got to sit between those two big guys. And he's not small himself. No. You know where I get it from. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. 
Mailbag. Mailbag. First letter. Mailbag. Mailbag. First letter comes to us via Facebook. Jake. <laughs> First, thank you for being such a great focal point for the G.I. Joe community. No problem, Jake. I would like to know what you're enjoying about the hobby right now. For example, I really enjoyed the new Hiss Tanks on the 50th anniversary, reading Mark Belomo's collected editions. Also, do you ever cross the streams in display or imagination of different properties? Wait, Gary. Such as Marauder Task Force figures, hopefully the upcoming Eagle Force figures, or... So that is from Jake Rose. Uh, we will go in order on this one. Justin Bell, what are you enjoying about the hobby right now? Now, is he talking G.I. Joe specifically or toys in guess, general? I would guess so. I would guess G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Well, I do like that. I mean, I like the anticipation that Hasbro is bringing to the upcoming convention. I think that's uh, a really cool way to kind of keep people interested. The more I hear about it, and of course this is going to give Gary hives, but the more I hear about it, the more I'm looking forward to how they're going to orient this whole Hasbro cinematic universe. Stop making me itch. I mean, as far as what I'm actively doing to enjoy the G.I. Joe hobby, I hate to say it, not a whole lot. I mean, I'm getting my FSS figures and I'm doing reviews of those and those have been pretty cool. It's been fun to get to get Billy in hand finally and do some reviews of, of him. You know, I'm reading the Larry Hama comic every month that it comes out and that's been good. I'm looking forward to what news does come out there about the other stuff, but uh, that's essentially it right now. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously still heavily collecting, you know, Transformers Masterpiece and Vitruvian Hacks and stuff like that. But um, as far as G.I. Joe goes, it's been somewhat quiet. I'm really looking forward to next week to JoeCon and seeing a bunch of exciting news and getting a bunch of cool toys out of it. And um, But for now, you know, little things here and there, not a whole big heck of, heck of a lot. Does it sound bad when I say Justin's giving me the itch? Nah. Sounds about normal. Well, the question I have to ask is, do I have to go see the doctor before I go to JoeCon? Because I don't want to spread Justin's itch. Justin's itch is innocuous. Innocuous. Look that one up. <laughs> After four or five years of doing this show, it's not going to be any new rumors. You should room with Kavanaugh. I think you're immune to whatever itch I might give you. Hey, my immunity is pretty damn solid then. Yeah. You withstand a lot. I mean, I have pictures to prove that, right, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> If you send it to me again, <laughs> I, I, I only sent it to her like once. It's not like they're d- pics or anything. You sent me them twice. <laughs> I never time. sent you a d- pic. No way. No, no, not a d- pic. The hair picture. <laughs> and we all know exactly what she's talking about. I'm going to put it on our Facebook oh, page. Everyone's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Everyone's asking about it. I got to put it on the Facebook page. Who is asking about it? Who is asking about it? People are asking themselves while they're listening to this podcast what are they talking about? What picture? I want to see this picture. Your life's better no. for not knowing. Trust us. I, I think yeah. it has to be done. No. Judge's call on this one, Mike. I support Gary's decision. The commission's spoken. I'm unfollowing our Facebook page right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I better get that game show ding, 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 ding. Now sound effect on that, too. All right. Look at that. I'm not looking at that thing again. <laughs> that thing. That thing. She makes it sound like a pig. No. Did it not. Did it not. Sable notification. If this was not something that was not suitable for our... PG-13 audience, then we would not be putting it on the Facebook page. It is certainly no worse than D-Bay stuffing his face full of toxically hot chicken wings. Yes, it is. No, it's worse than that, Gary. I... It's just hair on the floor. I'm, I, look, I, I, no, I know. it's not. 
Just hair. <laughs> listen to it. Listen to it. Just hair. The strain of the word. She's a little too wound up about this. <laughs> this I'm gonna is... randomly send it to you. Okay. Whatever. If you're gonna randomly send me pics, I'll probably just wait and send it back to you some <laughs> in nondescript time. Hey, remember this picture you sent me? Resent. Just some Wednesday afternoon, you know. Joe's got the day off, sitting around the house, watching some TV. Text message comes over. Ah! Open it. She's in some important meeting with some important congressman. Bam. Boom. Boom goes the dynamite. All right. So who's next? Joe? What you enjoying about the hobby right now? Um, well, after that conversation, uh, right now, FSS. <laughs> He's not enjoying anything about the hobby at the moment. Right. You're actually turning me off the hobby. What about the finest? There you go. Yes. They're always up to, to good stuff. Nothing with crazy pictures. Um, yeah, a lot that of cons. That you know about. Right. Ah. Uh, we're starting, actually, we're, we're thinking about starting a, a junior finest uh, member. So, because adults our age are now having kids. Some of us are having kids. I had mine. I'm done. Whatever. Mine are having kids, Mine are done, too. Okay, whatever. Anyway, so... Wait, do we have breaking news here? It's just in. Joe is... Not pregnant. (laughs) Wow, this is a lot (laughs) tonight. If you would just answer the question, we could get off of this. Yes. I said FSS4, and the, the one that we're uh, apparently going to sneak right in. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and obviously the finest with the more G.I. Joe costumes to come. She's referring to FSS5 as the one sneaking in. Yes. Be sure to catch Joe at this year's JoeCon dressed as Zap. <laughs> uh, I'm bringing Spirit back. I want to see her draw on a pencil-thin mustache. That Zap it is. I want to see it. I could do it. All right. I want to see the pencil thin mustache. Zap version two. Saturday night at the bar. Deal. <laughs> zap version two. Yeah, Sonic Fighter Zap. That's what you got. It's going to be a lot of tequila. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the term is done. Yeah, but Justin's not going to be there, so he can't be yelling at me. No more. <laughs> Don't stick this funnel in my mouth. Don't make me do it. I did not stick the funnel. I just said, you're going to drink this. And he said, one shot, I go four. <laughs> <laughs> and what did Justin do? He drank him. I drank it. Of course he did. Yeah. Like a champ. No, no trash cans involved either. No, not like a champ, but you did drink him. If you can't drink him, you need a good wingman. And someone at that party threw me a couple shots of Jameson. Ugh. Me and Jameson don't mix. And for everything that we're talking negative about Kavanaugh, he is a hell of a wingman. I was like, James, here you go. Boom, done. Took One of me. the best. One of the best. James One and I thank you. He was like, I'm really wasted. I was like, let's keep going. He's better Iceman from Top Gun as terms of your wingman. There you go. Huh. He's better than Wedge from Star Wars. Wedge right. and Not better than Biggs. Biggs died. No, he's clearly better than Biggs. Yeah. Mike? Answer the man's question. What am I enjoying about the hobby right now? Um, honestly, it's just been, I've been kind of in a holding pattern. I've, I've been waiting for what's next. I have been exercising some self-control in terms of not buying a bunch of, of retro stuff to, to, to fill the void in my life. I'm trying to save up for events that I've been, that I'm going to be doing this summer. So I'm kind of enjoying 
the wait, I guess is the term. I'm really looking forward to, to con next week and, and just being able to get away for a few days and see everybody and be able to go into this whole hog again for a, at least a little while. Uh, as far as displaying stuff, um, I, I tend not to be crossing the streams very much. We know Gary's thoughts on the subject. We know that Justin is a total stream-crossing whore. Yeah, no kidding. He's probably got his Joes sitting there with his men in furry shorts. He's got Snake Eyes sitting on He-Man's shoulders right now. Have him sitting around a fire sharing Kumbaya. Nothing wrong with that. What's impressive is that he actually took the time to cut little marshmallows and put them on sticks. So I guess the the only answer that we don't know after 104 episodes would be, Joe Colton, you know, how do you display this crap? Keep your Joes separate, or you mix them together, or you do other lines with them, or what? what's going on there? In my display cases, I have a shelf for each genre. So, so I'd you, have like you don't a even red mixture. shelf, a G.I. Joe shelf, a He-Man shelf, a Star Trek shelf. You do He-Man too? Um, a little bit. Uh, I, I'm going to let Star Trek pass. Yeah. That's all right. Well, because she could drag Buck Rogers out, and then she'd win that fight. Buck Rogers is awesome. See? I have my Buck Rogers Starfighter right here. It's actually crossing the stream, as a matter of fact. I got Ace sitting in the cockpit, and I have Tony Stark sitting on the wing with a wrench. <laughs> Mr. Stream Crosser. Oh, and then I have the boss fights Vitruvian Hacks bronze soldier standing next to it. Well, somebody's got to stand guard. Anyways, I didn't mean to cut off Joe. That's it. Each shelf has a separate genre. So there's your there's the answer to your question. Joe Colton uses the plates with the dividers. Mine, just to answer the question really quick, I really don't do too much. That's actually what I just talked about is was the rarity. However, Marauder John stuff does fit in terms of scale and proportion. It looks like the Eagle Force stuff will as well, so I could easily see mixing that together. In terms of anything else, no, I do not cross the streams. What am I enjoying in the hobby? I got it to be honest with you, not a whole hell of a lot right now. I'm just booty. You've heard me all episode long. I'm disappointed that this is the last Joe Con. I'm disappointed that for a lot of people, I'm not going to see him again. I'm disappointed that I, I won't be able to see Justin this year. I'm disappointed that I won't be able to see a whole bunch of other friends for quite some time. Joe Con's going to be bittersweet. I'm looking forward to it, but part of me is not looking forward to it because goodbye is a lot harder to say than hello. I'm not very happy about much stuff right now. I made fun of a former acquaintance of mine that started collecting Lego in lieu of Joe and I think I'm going to start collecting Lego because Lego will be there. Joke seems to come and go. Butthurt! And there's a butthurt sound effect. <laughs> butthurt! Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll let it go with that. So there you go, Jake Rose. Way to bring down the show, Jake. Way to kill the show. Next question. What's on Lego mind? <laughs> you know? <laughs> What's on Joe Lego I could do a Lego podcast, and I think we could intro it with ZZ Top's legs and kind of play around with it. <laughs> legs, oh, I don't know. She's got Legos. She knows how to do it. Moving on. Hey. Bart Simon from Facebook wants to know, big question is, are you doing a podcast or have you just given up? I skipped every fantasy football one, but in a month's time, I went back from the first episode to the last <laughs> and rather enjoyed them. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, clearly we've given up the f- we've given up on uh, on doing a podcast. So no more. This is it. This I'm is out. All. We're I'm out. out. We're this done. It. Yeah. No, I uh, expect uh, some more regular 
content. It's not all going to be like, you know, second half of 2015, first half of 2016 is, you know, we, we had to reset some things. So again, we're, we're back. We're, we're hopefully going to be doing this a bit more regularly. I feel we've, you know, we're, we're, we're set up to do that now. And it's, it's, it's fun to do this again, to be honest. Well, it's tougher to get everyone together nowadays. I mean, Justin's old man and needs to go to bed early and he's working late nights before doing stuff that his staff should be doing. <laughs> There's his drinking to do. Joe, she's taking care of drama from other people that aren't related to her. Mike occasionally has to run late because St. Louis traffic sucks, and so does his car. Yeah, don't talk bad about the car. It hasn't. Uh, the car has been pretty good the last maybe two and a half years. Me, I'm just old, and I realize I have to edit this. But with that said, speaking of more shows, don't miss our panel at JoeCon on Sunday. We will be batting cleanup for the convention. We are shutting her down. Yes, it is the Turn the Lights Out edition of What's on Joe Mine. 1 to 150 in the River Birch Ballroom, if you want to call it, or whatever. We are shutting out the lights. We are the last ever panel at JoeCon. Woohoo. Who knows what's going to go on? Crying. I promise drinking. During the panel? <laughs> yes. We're sitting up there. We're passing the, passing the tequila bottle around. Oh, God. I can't do your panel. Intoxicated. No one's asking you to do the panel intoxicated. You're going to be intoxicated after the panel. <laughs> okay. Now, she's intoxicated during her panel. Uh, hair of the dog, lady. You know, you'll be yeah. drunk Saturday night, so. It, it could carry over. When is your panel, Joe? I have no idea. Good Lord. Okay, it's so. Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning, June 19th. Yeah. And she is from 11 to 11.50. Panel G.I. Joe Cosplay, Joe Colton in the River Birch Ballroom, so whatever. We'll, we'll cover all that a little bit more in depth. We do have our quick and dirty pre-JoeCon spectacular uh, with uh, special co-host Jim Butel that we'll be recording soon. I think it, the Jim Butel week has moved to Animal Planet because <laughs> he's just an animal, really. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, the Discovery family of networks, so that does include Animal Planet. Jim Butel, you may recognize as the host of When Animals Bang. <laughs> wow. There's no show when animals bang. That's just that is that is a joke for Jim and I. Wow. <laughs> Come on, that's fantastic. So join us at JoeCon. We are the last ever panel. That's gonna be awesome. Dude, yes. I'm so excited mine's not at nine AM. <laughs> Thank heaven for small victories. I don't know if this is what you intended, but thanks for going back and listening to the fantasy football ones too. Those truly are just a, a labor of love and silliness that we try to inject a little bit of sports into. But, you know, hey, you got you got to do what you love or you go crazy. Did I just hear Justin yawn out loud? Yes. I'm not denying it. Three hours of sleep last night. Lick my ass. Hey, oh. I have staff for that, too. Hey. hey. Hello. Those are called little, uh, prostitutes. It's a little slow up there at uh, Future Farmers. Called prostitutes? That means you have to pay them. Uh, Gary's staff is farm animals. That's what he's not saying. <laughs> hey, there's none of that going on. Put some hey. little peanut butter down there and... <laughs> Oh, wow. oh, animal husbandry is covered as one of the things that <laughs> students can learn about, but I have no knowledge of any animal husbandry processes. Justin, look what you started. I, I've seen Dr. Pole. I've seen the show on Nat Geo Wild, but I, I wouldn't even do that. Ugh. You're not an animal husband? No, I'm talking about sticking your hand up a cow's ass. No, I <laughs> Never. Okay. They make the they make the extra long gloves for that. He puts on the extra long gloves. Yeah, they go still, up to the shoulder. But at some point, the glove stops. At some point, your arm stops. 
<laughs> I was going to say, hopefully. Well, and when it gets to the shoulder. <laughs> Next letter. What are, what are we talking about again? And if you think about it, if you look at your shoulder and think about how close the shoulder is to your face, what's right next to your face now? Fair enough. If you Fair have enough. your hand up a cow's ass. Okay, thank you. Fair Next enough. letter. Next talking letter. about G.I. Joe and ended up talking about arms in cow's asses. This is- you guys went to started the animals licking my ass bit first. This isn't even close to the strangest tangent we've taken no. tonight. Yeah. No. Let alone in the show's history. Next letter uh, from Adrian McCarthy via email. Hey, guys. Adrian McCarthy here again. I've written a few times, so hopefully you've read some of my previous emails before this one. Hell no. This will be a theme. I wrote in before pitching the idea for JoeCon in Phoenix, but it's in Loveland this year. Good news is it appears I can go, which I'm excited about because this will be my first con. Seems it might be the last for Fun Pub, which is sad because I like the club. Anyhow, I listen to the site... Uh, re- relieve show? What? Okay. Anyways, I listen, listen, I'm going to guess that's the site reveal show. And I had a couple of questions. I haven't gotten a room yet. What's the best suggestions for maybe find, trying to find someone to room with? A week before the convention? Probably not too good. Yeah, I get, in fairness, he wrote this letter probably back in the, in the wintertime somewhere. Hit Facebook now. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm driving when do things usually wrap up. Will Chuck travel for what could be the last joke on? No. Mm-hmm. Oh. Any word out of IDW on the comic? Yes. Yes. In the news. Looks like they are experimenting with ideas. What would you like to see in the 2016 line? 2016 joke on set. I think it's going to be Sky Patrol. Hang in on that one. That would be really awesome. Call me psychic on that, but Sky Patrol. You guys keep up the stellar work. I'll keep listening. May have to buy you all a drink in Loveland, except for... Well, damn it. <laughs> hey, Adrian, you're going to get to save some money. <laughs> Discount there. <laughs> Maybe we can maybe we can get uh, uh, featured co-host and noted author James Cavanaugh to take Justin's turn. But uh, that is uh, letter number one from Adrian McCarthy, our mailbag sponsor. You know what? Most of his questions get covered again in the second letter, but we promised him that we would read this on on the show too. So we'll we'll just uh, we'll move forward to the next letter from Steve Heron via email. Uh, discovered the podcast a while back and love it. Only on episode twenty-seven. Okay, so I have some catching up to do. I recently found the last surviving remains of my childhood Joes in pieces. Can you guys recommend a place to track down missing body parts? Why, yes, we can. In fact, this very segment is sponsored by my favorite place to go for Joe parts. That would be Kokomo Toys. Let's all sing the theme song. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, Kokomo, Kokomo Toys. Obviously, their uh, their site is not set up for that sort of piecing out of, of things. They they don't they're not going to sell you that piece directly, but it is worth contacting them via email. Don't ask for Todd. Don't ask for Todd. Don't ask for Todd. What what you want to do is itemize every single piece you're missing and email Amber one email for every piece that you're missing just constantly throughout the day. She <laughs> oh loves that. She loves it. If you want to reply, don't do that. Yeah, so what, what we would recommend, uh, as as Todd and Amber are our friends, maybe just kind of figure out three or four that you're looking for and kind of send a message for, for that and, and uh, see if they can help you out with that sort of thing. We're always happy to send business towards Kokomo Toys. They are wonderful folks. We, we pick on them a little bit on the program. Uh, we had Amber on uh, Ladies Night number two. She dropped the hammer on Kevin Watt. That classic classic exchange yeah ladies night two was kind of a watershed moment for our program i have to give it up for ladies night two we should have a ladies night two reunion show i mean ladies night three i thought we only did two 
We did two, but we actually had a third one we were getting ready to do, but I ended up canceling it because something else popped up. But we should probably do a ladies' night three. Well, we kind of have a lady on all the time now. The novelty is a little bit worn off. Oh, ouch. Joe's like, oh, wait, they're talking about me! <laughs> I think a ladies' night would be only ladies. Hey, if I don't have to stay up to midnight, that's cool with me. All right, well, we'll talk about that. You put together a plan, and we'll see what we can do. You want me to put together the plan? Sure. If, if you want it to be all ladies, obviously we're not going to be on that show. All right. I'll see what I can All of a sudden, she's not liking that idea so much. <laughs> we'll talk Did that actually work for this? We'll talk about it when we see you next week. How's that sound? Yes. How okay. about that? Yeah. We better move on. Grandpa Justin is getting cranky. But yeah. yes, uh, Kokomo Toys. Uh, find them on uh, Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Kokomo Toys or at uh, kokomotoys.com. Next letter. From the familiar Adrian McCarthy. Hi, guys. I like that. I like it when people use that at the beginning of their emails. I can't believe of all the things you say that stuck. I I have made many things stick, noted author James Cavanaugh. Justin, the only thing you've made stick on this program is butthurt. Butthurt! It's all right. I'll take it. You are behind. If that's going to be your one. The bar is high, but I, we need Justin to start contributing. Just step it up. Might be bringing Greg back. <laughs> People Again, still talk about Poochie. I don't have to stay up till midnight. I'm on board. The timer's running. <laughs> that carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin here soon. It's hard to tell because his head already kind of looks... Anyways. I thought you said it looked like a penis. That was in a different thing. We'll talk about that later. All right. Well, if it's on the agenda, are you going to stop talking about it at midnight? <laughs> It'll be in shout-outs. <laughs> so anyways, uh, second letter from Adrian McCarthy. Hey, guys. And Joe. Welcome aboard. Adrian McCarthy again. I wrote in uh, a few times before you lost on the previous emails. We didn't lose them. We didn't do shows. I won't rehash much. I'm going to the con this year. My first and I guess my last unless things change. We've heard this before. Sad to see Justin has assumed the role of Chuck this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Looking forward to beating him as he is the one who got me back into G.I. Joe back in the day with his reviews and Dio stories. All right. I like this guy. Guess I will have to buy the others a beer in Justin's name or wait until General Joe's con. <laughs> There's an idea. i pull that one off. I bet you Joe will show up to that one. Probably. It's on the East Coast. She, she has a standing a, invite. Take a train to the bear station and then you just take the bear in. Yeah. The train bear. goes right to the bear exchange in Burlington. Anywho, I guess you're covering some of the new releases from Hasbro. I look forward to that. I'm sure it was great. Meta. Okay. Here are my questions from a while back, and this time we'll actually try to answer them. Uh, not sure if this has ever been addressed, but back when I was a kid playing with my Joes, many suffered honorable play deaths with broken thumbs, crotches, O-rings, and broken limbs and vehicles that had to be glued together. My question is, how are there so many mint and near-mint fi- figures in circulation today? They made a sh- ton. Yeah, the answer to that mm. is they made a boatload of them. Hundreds of thousands of some characters, and, and so... The fact that there's still plenty of them out there to say generously the 15,000 of us that either casually or religiously collect G.I. Joe to choose from. Well, it's really you, you, when you stop and think about it, it makes sense that there's that many of them still around. Something I did as a kid when my hands would break on my figures and I didn't have very many that broke, but I had uh, maybe a half dozen or so that lost thumbs or hands during the time I've had them. Snake armor. Put them in the snake armor. All right. Yeah. Just put them in the snake armor. Hands are not needed for snake armor. Just yeah, legs. Those guys were typically, if you lost a lost a lost your fingers or a hand or something, that was that was just a sign that you were going to ride shotgun in the vamp or man a gun in the whale or something like that. 
Nobody left active duty on this Joe team. Number two, do you prefer a small elite team of Joes like the original 13, Sigma 6, Renegade, or a large team with many specialists like we see in the comics or the Sunbow series? And my answer to that is a thousand times large team with many specialists. Not Sigma 6. Although Renegades was a lot of fun. The A-team thing was pretty fun. Yeah, it was, but they, even that started to branch out, and I think in, in if season two had gone, yeah, we just see, more. see that team branch out a little bit more. Kind of like the Justice League cartoon at first, the first two seasons were the seven Justice Leaguers, and then we went to Justice League Unlimited, where there was just going out hellfire into the DC universe, bringing everybody in. I think that was where Renegades was going to go, character-wise. Granted, it got a little redundant and a little ridiculous once we got into the 90s and stuff where it just seemed like everybody was kind of doubling up. So I think there's a kind of a limit to the large team that I consider active Joes, but uh, um, for the large team, I think I think the Joes are kind of the group that there are some folks who are around all the time. There's your stalkers and scarlets and snake eyes and gung hoes and beachheads and, and characters like that that are very multi-purpose and apply to many different Four character concepts. Yeah, but then there's there's also room to bring in folks who maybe are just specialists. You know, maybe uh, I don't want to narrow the guys who who the divers into that because they were all Navy SEALs and and frankly were underused. Like you have an Arctic specialist like Snow Job, you have paratrooper like Ripcord and guys who don't necessarily apply to every mission. The thing with Snow Job, because you mentioned it, and I know so much about Snow Job, it also mentions that he's a sniper too. Even though the only figure that he has is him in all Arctic gear, and that's pretty much the only figure you're ever going to see of him unless someone gives you a custom of a sniper like I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when, when we were kids, Rob and I used to work the secondary specialties quite a bit. You know, we used Zap as the helicopter pilot like he was in the comic book. Which was not in his file card at all. No, no, I believe it was not. No, there wasn't so. a whole lot on Zap's file card, frankly. We used Snowjob as the sniper. Sometimes we would use Flash as the sniper because obviously that laser weapon, he'd have to be have a pretty good eye. It, it's good that you have some versatility. These guys, obviously, they're not going to butter their bread on on just doing one thing all the time. But yeah, specialists are, are, are cool. Everyone agree, large team? Yes. Yeah. All right, there we go. It's like the finest. Lots of people. Everybody's cosplaying the Paranus. We're the staff at General Joe's. We're the staff at General Joe's. Justin and a bunch of interns, some of whom don't speak English. <laughs> we all speak uh, English in the finest. Calm down. Three. <laughs> Not sure my old questions apply looking at them now. Welcome aboard, Joe. Not sure what that meant, but welcome aboard, Joe. Thank you. Uh, did you ever see my idea for Hasbro to honor you guys with the destroyer escort for the flag at the USS Bell? The new mobile escort for the command center, the Godso, Global Organization <laughs> oh Development Operations Encampment. There's no S in there. Yeah, he missed the S. No S. Oh, maybe it's Special Operations Encampment. All right, we'll go with that. Brains of the operation right here. Uh, the new fighter jet call sign, some iteration of my name that I'm not going to try to read. Misery. That sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, we got to... Uh, we got Misery a. Gary's got a, an escort vehicle. Justin's a freaking boat. I got a call sign. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for that, Adrian. Thanks. It's misery. Misery one. Fox one. Fox one. <laughs> and the gunner on the Desert Fox six wheel drive, Charles Brownspot Dog. <laughs> Throw that in there. Excited for Con and to see your live panel. Shout out to the Desert Vipers and my Jocon roommates. See, I told you we'd come back to that. There we go. Ed Ako and Colt Blue, I still await my chance at the fifth chair. 
Keep up the excellent work. Adrian McCarthy, Cardinal Trooper on his tank. Fifth tier tryouts at JoeCon. It really determines on how much beer you buy us. Aren't fifth chair tryouts always a joke on, though? Carson was trying out hard last year. Uh, Carson's not going to take that lion down. Carson was going for the fourth. But we've locked up the fourth, and now we're looking at the fifth. And I think McLeod might be the leader in the clubhouse for the fifth. <laughs> I think unofficially he already is. I th- we'll see. He'll be on our panel at JoeCon, by the way. All so right. there will be four of us up there. Yes, the real fans. We maybe have him print off like how everyone had faces of him printed off at one of the shows he went to. Maybe we can print off faces of Justin. Oh, my God. Can I have a little Justin action figure to carry around? Uh, of course. A little Justin after saying that his head looks like a penis. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yes. Nothing little about Justin. hey <laughs> But if somebody wants to bring Justin masks and give it to us. <laughs> Jeez. That's actually a good idea. Joey, can you whip that up real quick? Yeah, whip it up real quick. Yeah, whip it real good. You're the cosplay person. Make some, like, latex So it's like... No, no, we just need, like, what Monday Night Football had when the Colts played on Halloween in the 80s. On a stick? Like, his face on a stick? (laughs) That would work, yeah. Okay. Like, different expressions, or everyone has the same expression? I think the calm, expressionless features of his Facebook picture would be fine. Okay. While we're on that topic, I do want to thank our good buddy Todd for delivering on the Photoshop request of having Justin's head photoshopped on top of the guy from Game of Thrones saying winter is coming. We will actually be posting that. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was impressed with that. That was pretty epic. Yeah. That is fantastic. Is that it for the mailbag? That is it for the mailbag. Mailbag is closed. Uh, you can always contact us at whatsonjoemind at gmail.com or you can visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whatsonjoemind. Typically, in the future, I'm going to try and put up more announcements like we did this time where, hey, we're going to be recording soon. Does anybody have any questions? You can post them there, too, or you can send us the email. We also have a voicemail. If If you send us a voicemail, we will play your voicemail. Provided it is appropriate. Well, no, we played inappropriate voicemails. Well, I, I mean, but if it's going to be inappropriate, then it at least needs to be funny. It can't just be somebody. Well, I'll have to edit it first. But, I mean, if, it, if you're going to pull off a Kevin Watts, that's fine. But not everyone has the comedic timing of Kevin Watts. I was about to say, that would be a masterpiece is what that would be. But, you know, like if you're just going to call in and leave us a voicemail to hit on Joe, that, that's not going to work. Negative, negative, negative. You're out on No. Do, do not ask us any questions about Joe either. We will never tell you anything about her. Except Has that been tried? Have boobs. people done that to you, Gary? Well, if she keeps talking about her boobs, then I'm, that's out in the public domain. I can't do anything about that. At some point, someone's going to approach us about her, just like we've seen some of the messages that have been sent to her before and Sarah Dietrich and those type of things. So, yeah, very unfortunate. Show some class, you buttholes. Anyways, we love you. You're our fans, buttholes. <laughs> Anyways, Gary, what's our phone number? 262-515-WOJM. 262 262- 515-W-O-J-M. Also, Doubles has the What's on Joe Mind sports line, uh, where Justin reads all of the odds for upcoming weekend football. Ninth caller gets no prize. So that brings us to... Uh, <laughs> what we got in, brought what to you by... What we got in, sponsored by Kokomo Ties. All right. Now we know Justin wants to wrap this up quick, so Justin, just go ahead and get over with. <laughs> you make it seem like I'm I'm miserable over here or something. Uh, it's going to be something about, you know, I got some Transformers, I got some Masterpiece discs, I got another statue. and I got the latest shipment of the FSS with Billy in it. And All right, there you go. Interrogator. So now we're in business. Yeah, I haven't gotten Pythona yet, as you've reminded me about eight times. Sons of bitches. 
and I got, uh, you know, of course, uh, some big shipments of Vitruvian hack stuff and things like that. But, um, you know, the FSS has been going strong. I've been getting shipments all along, doing reviews of those on generalshows.com. And that's really about it. It's mostly been FSS and Vitruvian hacks. It's taken up pretty much all of my collecting dollars these days. All right. What masterpiece guys you get? <laughs> I haven't gotten anything new since the last... I think, did we record when I got Shockwave and uh, Ratchet? Yes. Yes. I haven't gotten anything since then. Okay. All right. He has some taste, finally. While we've been recording, they just announced that Masterpiece Thrust is coming. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds a little dirty. Thrust. Mm. Masterpiece. Thrust. Thrust. (laughs) Well, they've already released Ram Jet, so now we got Ram and Thrust. Thrust. And then afterwards, you can play a dirge. Or a shimmy. <laughs> Masterpiece Shimmy is uh, slated for 2017, yes. <laughs> Masterpiece Shimmy is actually one of those little Transformers, the Bumblebee side. <laughs> the shimmy. <laughs> shimmy. <laughs> shimmy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We're at that point in the night, aren't we? This part of the show always comes up on us by surprise, and somehow we're... It- Anyways, Joe, what'd you get? Um, well, I got my Pythona figure. She has definitely learned the comedic timing of this program. She is all in. And the FSS figures. I got some pieces to my Saturday night costume for Joe Con. Which is? Not saying anything. Boo, you suck. I will be clothed, however. It's Lady Zap. That's right. It is Lady Zap. Zap. Pencil thin mustache. Ladies, Sonic Fighter Zap. Man, I can't wait to play that Jimmy Buffett song now. Seriously, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be the closing song this week. It's already there. All right, fire it up. Yeah, that's about it. No masterpiece Transformers. <laughs> no, I'm not a Transformers collector. Oh, did you hear the disgust of? Damn, woman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nine. Nine. That oh. is the level of disgust that I'm on. Thank you, Joe. I did get a, um, a Star Trek Attack Wing. Yes, I also play board games. It's fine. Um, a Vulcan, a, a new Vulcan game. ship. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Go ahead, Mike. What I get in? Well, I got uh, Pythona. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna send me to punch you. <laughs> and, the throat. Uh, you, never, you don't punch me. <laughs> Whatever. You threaten you're gonna punch me and you never punch me. Whatever. Maggie will. Maggie will, yeah. I, yeah, there's disgust with him. I ain't afraid of her either. You should be. <laughs> Ominous. Get the raspberry one more time. <laughs> Here we go. I need that sound bite. That's why I, I asked you to do it again. That's fine, I understand. I know how this works. <laughs> the way you get a couple takes. One more. <laughs> Got the FSS shipments in, we're good there. Did get a, a couple more uh, Marauder Task Force figures to, to build my own little squad of, of coil troopers, but not too much. Uh, again, I've been trying to kind of keep my spending on the down low, make sure that we have enough to, to get through JoeCon and still be able to pay the bills in June. Very important part of things. I'm kind of looking around the apartment. You know, my Vitruvian hacks are in. I got my little bronze guy on display as well. Those are bought and paid for and for some, some time now. Really enjoying those. Really enjoying those. I, I like. I, I was I was in on this, and I, I thought those toys were going to be cool. And, and yeah, they were done by friends of ours, and that made them pretty cool too. But these toys are amazing. Mm-hmm. 
they are just amazing. And, uh, you know, we, we you, you see the gushing about them. If you, if you belong to any of the Facebook groups or, or things like that, and, and you see people gushing about it. But it is all true. These toys are fantastic. Were I not kind of bent towards G.I. Joe in the first place, I think thematically G.I. Joe is still you know, makes it a superior product. But part of that is because I love the story. But then again, those guys did those too. So it's not really a slight saying that uh, I, I do still love my Joes a little more than my hacks, but it's kind of the same thing. You just think of the, the Joes as like the, the prototype hacks. <laughs> <laughs> the Joes are the knockoff hacks. Knockoff hacks. Midnight Chinese hacks. As you know, the Chinese want to work at midnight too. Clearly, that's that's what they're all about. That's what the the communists do. They they're trying to bring down our capitalist society by uh, by making us elect Bernie Sanders. <gasps> this uh, I've not seen a politically angry Godso in some time. The silence is like, oh god, he finally went there. He's talking about politics, and it's like the one thing we never talk about on this program because that way lies madness. It's kind of like the the 2016 kind of election brings up reminders of the initial conversation that we had about the Hasbro combined cinematic universe. <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Anywho. Remember a couple of years ago, we actually recorded on election night and we were giving returns. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Do we think we should record on election night this year and oh, watch as the returns come in? Election night special. Did slowly hear the show turn one way or another when Hillary wins. Or Actually, I think that's going to go both the same direction. If Trump or Hillary wins, it's just going to be the same direction, I think. Either way, it's going to piss, piss somebody off. And then Joe's going to be sitting there laughing at us going, ha, ha, stupid Americans. I'm Canadian. Let's <laughs> say we're all going to move to our basements. There's a message. John says, 10 nothing Nats. Tell Mike these American League teams can't compete. Who are they playing? White Sox. Oh, oh well. yeah, the coldest team in the world. Any other American League team, maybe. There are Siberian hockey teams warmer than the White Sox. Get out of here. Okay. As far as that goes, that's, uh, that's, that's what we got in. I've made a couple little pickups here and there to augment some of my Cobra forces when I've found them on the cheap. And, and thanks to those folks who, who have done that for us. I do have uh, gifts for you guys when we get to con. I'm going to have to mail Justin's to his because Justin sucks. Agreed. Yeah, that, that's it for me. What you got, Gary? A Pythona. <laughs> All the FSS stuff has been great. I'm waiting for the next shipment to be spoiled by John immediately on Facebook. What else have I gotten? Not much. Got your hack. Uh, yeah, I got the hack stuff. Load up! There you go. I spent money on other things. I mean, I went to see Civil War. Oh, yeah. I went to the 100th running of the Indianapolis 500. Nice. There you go. We bought some concert tickets. We're going to go see, speaking of Jimmy Buffett, we're going to go see Jimmy Buffett and Huey Lewis in the news later this summer. Oh, sweet. Is that is that the opening act? Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And that's Pretty actually cool. the main reason why we're going, actually. I'd, I'd, say, I'd, go, I'd, go to watch, <laughs> I'd go to watch Huey Lewis and then leave. We also got concert tickets to go see uh, Sammy Hagar in the Circle up in Chicago. Nice. In September. Good band. Great live album. He plays a little bit of everything from his solo career, Montrose, plays some Van Halen stuff, and even some Led Zeppelin. It's pretty cool. I'm serious. I did get some Legos. Really? Yeah, I did. I told you. I'm going all in. Raider. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more shit about Transformers and He-Man. Yeah. You're freaking running around <laughs> with your Legos. Don't let you stand on them. <laughs> you just took out your own. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's true enough. You really don't. The argument there would be that, you know, Legos are, are better than those things, which I don't necessarily agree with entirely. But Legos will be around tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. 
after. That's your criteria for what toy line you collect, whatever's going to be around? I need some consistency and longevity in my hobby collecting. <laughs> added as of late with G.I. Joe. Gary does have uh, an extensive ball and a cup collection. <laughs> That's it, folks. That's all I got in. All right. I guess that moves us on to shout-outs. Gary, who are shout-outs sponsored by? Planet Nerd Rage Productions. And what are they bringing to us? That would be their film, which is almost complete, and we've seen some excerpts of it, Ghost Source Zero. I am very excited for it. It's pretty badass. Yes, it's going to be badass. Chang and company will not disappoint. Larry Hamm is involved, too. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday to Larry, by the way. Oh, yeah, yes. it's Larry's birthday. Uh, Happy- yesterday or two days ago, yes. yes. Happy Arbor Day, Larry Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> what episode was that? That was, uh, who was on that one? The Arbor Day one? Yeah. That was, that was Channing Gallant. Channing Gallant. It took me four takes to say his name right at the end of the show. Yes. Gallant. Gallant. Just like the adjective, gallant. And after you would tell me, I would say, okay, I got this. And then I would read the exit again, and I'd still f*** it up. Shoutouts, Justin. Come on. Uh, Stop, Bell! Well, shoutouts to everybody who's been passing along some nice words about the fact that I'm missing the convention this year. It's been a little bit of a tough subject for me to talk about, but it's unfortunately I'm not going to be in Loveland. I wish I were. I know we give you a lot of shit and we make fun of you a little bit, but sincerely, I'm very disappointed I'm not going to be able to uh, see you. It's just not right. Just not right. I definitely feel the same way. Um, the You know, the whole job situation was the right move for me in many different ways, but in this particular way, it's, uh, it did not uh, work out in my favor. And yeah, like everybody else, it's, it's kind of tough pill to swallow. Um, Joe Con is far and away my favorite weekend of the year. Um, all the people, not even, even if Hasbro wasn't there, even if the, the exclusive toys weren't there, all you guys are there. And that's the reason I go and it's going to be tough. So <clears throat> anyway, so shout out to everybody who uh, I will be missing next week. And hopefully as time goes on, things will develop and we can get an opportunity to see each other again. I'm sure we will one way or another. So shout out to everybody going to Loveland next week. Have a good time. Remember when All right. Oh, good night, folks. We're leaving on the down. But then all things change. Somehow rearrange. Dun, dun. Joe. Um. You got your Pythona, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Justin. I'll punch him in the throat for you. Don't worry, Justin. I'll punch her in the throat, okay? <laughs> we won't be able to do our panel, dude. <laughs> just stand up and just start punching each other in the We're throat. We're all bruised and battered up there. <laughs> just hammering away at one another. <laughs> what happened? Well, the first rule of Fight Club. <laughs> I was punched in the throat, and that won't stand. <laughs> so, uh, my shout-out is to The Finest uh, this week. Uh, they raised almost $400 in donations for the vets with PTSD. And you guys is my other shout out. Like doing this podcast and having you guys as friends, and it means a lot to me. And I look forward to seeing you guys uh, next week. God damn it, she had to get sappy. I know. Justin brings us down, then she gets sappy. Which one is she again? <laughs> Help me out with this. It's the female Chuck. Ooh. Wait, no, no you, go to, you go to conventions, so no. Yeah. You killed a lot of conventions, actually. Yeah. You could hang that label on us easier than we could hang that on you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's uh, again, you fit right in, and that's that's really why you got the gig because we knew you would. So thank you. That means a lot. Like I said, she's our Sammy Hagar do, our former David Lee Roth. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, if you don't know already, I hold Sammy Hagar in very high regard, so come on. Look, I, I know, but it's just I'm just saying that David Lee Roth is kind of a mess. He's kind of. I saw him in concert last summer. He's a complete mess. Just sing the damn song. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to compare people that I know and consider friends to David Lee Roth. It makes me uncomfortable. There's worse people to compare him to. Not really. I mean, evil people, sure, but besides that... And the grand scheme of things, David Lee Roth is... Pretty harmless. I guess. I did determine David Lee Roth, it's not possible for him to be Kavanaugh's father. Yes, that was scientifically, I wouldn't say proven. Proximity was just wasn't there. Yeah, kind of like evolution's a theory. The David Lee Roth as James's father theory is, is kind of along the same. He was still doing his gigs in the clubs in Los Angeles. The first time Van Halen visited Dayton area was 82. Yeah, James is a little too old. Yeah. But I found an awesome meme to send him for his birthday, from one David Lee Roth to another. Happy birthday. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) So what other shout-outs you got? I think it's you. Is it me? Yeah. Yeah, you usually do wind things up, so I guess I I should go in there. Uh, Of course, our sponsors, AVAX Lab. Uh, All the cool stuff. Kokomo Toys. Planet Nerd Rage Productions. And I think that's all we got right now, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll mention AVAX Lab one more time. AVAX Lab again. And his band of renown. And uh, Kobe Brown and his band of renown. And for that matter, Chris Brown and his band of renown, even though we really haven't been in touch with them for a couple of weeks, but uh, whatever. I miss him playing fantasy football. There's a good segue. <laughs> Get the league back together. Yeah. Get a big shout out to our, our friend, uh, Scott McAllister, who I, I don't believe we'll see him at con this week. He is, Having some kind of heart procedure that uh, you gonna cut himself open or I, <laughs> don't don't throw a dare out there. We don't need this to happen. <laughs> Scotty, we we love you. Uh, we know you're gonna be fine from this. And uh, again, it sounds like you got that under control before it became a real serious issue. Uh, so kudos to you there on getting that taken care of and and being proactive for your health. Also, uh, again, our fans, as always, we would probably do this if ten people listened. No, we but it's it's really nice. We'd just do football, and at that point, we yeah, we would probably do a lot more football then. And mailbag might be just as full as it is now, because really, it's only Adrian McCarthy who's writing in. Although it's been a while since we've heard from kidneys, I do need to hear from kidneys again. So, so I'll give a I'll give a bonus shout out to Adrian McCarthy for getting two letters in the mailbag this time around. Give a special shout out to uh, I know we got our sponsors in there with all the cool stuff to our our good friend Dave, who is just absolutely in crazy mode over uh, rollout roll call uh, at this point as far as getting everything set up and planned. It is going to be an amazing show. Uh, I cannot stress that again to get out there if you can, if you're out in that part of the world. Uh, it's probably a little late if you're in the States at this point to be able to afford that. But, it, you know, if you're out in, in, in Europe, get there. Channel. Yeah, this is a great show, uh, not for just for G.I. Joe, but also if you're a Transformers fan, uh, much better than the other shows that are that are out there. Dave really lays it out and gets guests that are, are relevant this year. Our friends uh, Morgan Lofting and Neil Ross will be there representing uh, the old Sunbow, G.I. Joe, and Transformer cartoons that we all loved so much. 
really, you owe it to yourself to, to make it to this show. I think going forward, this might be the show to go to. Truthfully, it's probably going to be the biggest one that isn't official. Well, Jolan is pretty big, but... Jolan is pretty big. Okay, uh, that that's fair. I, I do not want to discount anything those guys do. That's a great yeah. group. Yeah, that's, that's a good group and that's a good show. That's kind of the, the scope we're dealing with there. By all means, if you have the opportunity, if not this rollout roll call, get out to one in the near future. That's about it, I guess. Uh, you know, thanks thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Well, naturally, the standing shout-outs from me go to the guys at Planet Nerd Rage Productions and, of course, Debbie. also want to mention another family member of mine, uh, Mike. Uh, I, just like you have a family member with a career in radio, my sister, for some reason, got picked up and it does an occasional co-host spots on uh, News Talk 93.1 in Montgomery. They occasionally will have her come in and co-host their morning zoo program i never really thought of her as a morning zoo type of host but she was on last friday and she sounds pretty good on the radio so i'll I'll give her a a shout out there speaking of my sister she was in town for the 100 500 that was a couple weekends ago funny situation only because i didn't know what to do not what happened it was a pretty hot day it wasn't super hot like in past years with high heat and high humidity it was just with 350,000 people there you had everyone literally standing on top of you it was like 81 82 but the sun was pretty intense and beating down on you for the for the whole day and if if you weren't well hydrated you were going to have some problems and there was a guy in the row in front of us that ended up collapsing on top of unfortunately already collapsing it was during the middle of the national anthem if you've never been to the uh, Speedway, and shout out to Will Bell, who was in town, who apparently did a racing tour of the center of the state and was in town for the 100-500 as well. If you've never been to the 500, each section has a yellow shirt security guy that is at the bottom of the row, and it's, he typically keeps order in your section. Well, our yellow shirt all of a sudden was not visible anymore. He was no longer around, so there was no one to help this person that just collapsed. So my sister, at the top of, God bless her, at the top of her lungs, in the middle of the national anthem, where's the yellow shirt? A man needs help. That's fine. You know, I commend her for doing that. It was the redneck two rows behind her that told her to shut the f*** up It's during the national anthem. Yeah, sorry. Uh, somebody, somebody might be dead. I can probably get away with it, but you don't tell my sister to shut the f*** up. So now, I, I don't know if this redneck two rows up has been drinking, if he's lit or whatever. Wait, you're at the 500? He's lit. My sister's a buck 25, but she, she'll want to throw down if, she, if, if she's feeling randy enough. So then she's there with her husband. So you know if there's a fight involving her, her husband's going to jump in. Okay, I'm there. What's the etiquette for the brother? I'm Uh, thinking, oh, God, the one time I get sent to jail is during the 100-500 because my sister opened up her loud mouth. So, And then my buddy, my best friend, sitting next to me. What's his etiquette if I'm going into the fight? So thankfully no fight broke out. But she was definitely very vocal, even after the fact, calling the man an asshole, and nothing ever came of it. Just absolutely, totally shocked. I believe that you are required to throw hand. Is that how it works? Your friend is needs to do his best to not throw hands because you got to have somebody on the outside for bail. Big Al was there. Big Al is required to throw hands. I pity the guy then. I'm just saying. You wanted to know the etiquette. This became family fight at that point. Oh, it's a feud. Not so much a feud because that implies that this is more than just a one-time event. This gives me a chance to mention family feud. It's true.
that's it. I, I'm sure I have other shout-outs to throw out there, but it's uh, getting late. Justin's cranky. We want to get off the air so I can edit this thing. So shout-outs. Uh, we'll, if I forgot anybody, I'll, I'll get you next week when we have our live show with uh, Jim Butel, whose new show is now on Animal Planet. When Animal's back. Anything else from anybody else? <laughs> Shout-out to Jim for being a good sport about us spreading the word on his fictional TV show. So let's get out of here. So for our co-hosts, Justin, Mike, and Joe with the pencil thin mustache, I'm Gary saying to all our men and women serving God bless. Godspeed. Come home safe. Good night, folks, and thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time for the next episode of What's on Joe Mine. Good night. See ya. Joe isn't even going to say goodbye. No. She's off somewhere talking about her food. I'm here. Say goodbye, Joe. Bye. Good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Good night. Disneyland growing up fast Drinking on a big ID Yeah, Rama of the jungle Was everyone but one of But only jazz musicians Were smoking marijuana, yeah Wish I had a pencil thin mustache And I could solve some mysteries too Black kind A two-tone Ricky Ricky